Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive of rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode of the Adventure Jogger podcast brought to you by Andy Marchal, Jen Run Ventures, John Shep, John Mangiello, and all of our Patreon supporters. And of course, you, yes, you, the listener, fair warning, this episode of the Adventure Jogger is for grown-ups only. Um, we talk about the Burning Man 50K, and there's a secret race you've never heard of at Burning Man. And what do you think of when you think of Burning Man? Well, it may have something to do with that, or it may not. Depends on what you think about Burning Man. But just know, about 20 minutes into this podcast, it's going to get grown-up. Fair warning, you've been warned. I hope you enjoy it. The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Perfectly honest with you, I don't know much about Burning Man. All I know is that um, a lot of mud... Um, uh, Chris Rock had to had to hitchhike on the back of a truck to get out of there. I had no <laughs> idea that the ultra running world and Burning Man were were like a thing, and, and it is a thing. And so, joining me to talk about that thing is is Jessica Vandenbush. She's been on this podcast before. Always wonderful to talk to you, Jessica. Thank you, thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Ryan. Thank you for having us. You actually tipped me off to all of this madness, and, and you brought along a good friend, uh, Andrew Redinger, also known as the Red Dog. He is here as well. I, I want to let people know that that Andrew is actually in Idaho right now, getting ready in the middle of a field, getting ready to run I'm Tough uh, this weekend. So this is exciting stuff. Jess, where are you right now? I'm in Seattle. Okay, so hanging out in Seattle, we got Idaho, Tennessee, we're covering all the bases. Um, Heck yeah. I don't want to sound like a prude, and please don't take this the wrong way, but Burning Man to me, I've always kind of assumed that it was like this drug-induced hippie orgy out in the desert, and and and... And the only experience I have with Burning Man is my cousin found a boyfriend at Burning Man. And when she said, go check out his Facebook profile, there was a picture of him full dongage. And I was like, that is not the first picture I want to see 
of my cousin's boyfriend. Um, I'm probably incorrect <laughs> about that assumption. Um, Andrew, I'll start with you. Kind of, kind of give me the Burning Man vibe. Absolutely. Um, all ages. First off, this is a, a utopian. Like it's a, it's a. So first off, it takes place in the desert mm-hmm. of Nevada, northern desert of Nevada. Everybody comes in there, brings enough food, enough sh- like they create their own shelter, their own camp. They are 100% self-reliant. Um, there are 10 principles that we all follow when you go out there. Um, and it's, it's basically a week-long utopian community. It becomes the third largest city in Nevada for basically 10 days. Um, yeah, that's just a quick high level. Everybody so, brings everything they need for 10 days. So what kind of is the rule of being there? Sorry, sorry, Jessica. Oh, no, sorry. I was, it's a leave no trace event. Okay, it's so very, you pack up, you leave when it's done. There's no, there is no, you know, evidence that anybody was there on a massive scale. Um, what is like the major rule? Like, like what's the rule? You, when you come into Burning Man, you bring your own stuff, you pack yourself out, you're self-sufficient. But like, what are some of the other unwritten rules of Burning Man? Uh, I'll, I'll start with a couple of them. Uh, radical self-reliance. Okay. So that is basically you come with all everything that you need. Um, decommodification. So there's no, there's no stores. There's nothing that you can buy besides ice. So they do have a ice sales out there. But basically, radical self-reliance and decommodification are like two of the big things. So you're just not, you're not going to be able to get anything once you go out there. Gotcha. Okay. There are no goods and services. There, there are none. So, is that because they're just trying to get everybody to work together and to be like one big happy community out there? Is that kind of the goal behind it, Jessica? Well, I think a little bit of that, right? Mm -hmm. Think of it as a race where there's no crew and no pacers allowed. Okay. But also you get to make up your own route. Okay. All right. I know. I know that. Yeah. The, the Bob Hearn has gone out to Burning Man a bunch of times. I've seen Bob Hearn with with crazy hair. Uh, Ray K was out. We at, hung out with both of them. Well, yeah. We yeah. With I, both of them. I saw pictures of Ray K, and I'm like, Ray K's going to Burning Man. I had no idea he was the the the, the Burning Man type of person. Um, all this fun in the desert. How long have you been going to Burning Man, Andrew? Uh, this was my third year. Okay. So not not that much, right? Like, um, it it, uh, it definitely brings you back, though. Like, the last two years I've gone, and the first time was in 2012. So I had a pretty big hiatus. Um, th- yeah, and the other things, I mean, too, is is leave no trace as a principle. Mm-hmm. Radical self-inclusion. Inc- uh, uh, so we want to bring, you know, everybody is welcome, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And it's it is a this community that you we want to create that is in this sort of vein of uh, you know a friendly loving sort of um, it, it's it, it is really a it, it's like a relief when you get there for mm-hmm. for me personally yeah. that you know uh, you're greeted with a hug right at the right at the greeters at yeah. the gate yeah. I mean it is definitely like welcome home um, the 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 vibe too is you bring everything that you want to create um so that's how the the 50k the ultra was created was the camp had a 5k and then when when cherry bomb our our fearless leader 
was there, she was like, well, I, I'm an ultra marathon runner. Can we put a 50 K out there? And the answer is, yeah. If you, if you want to create it, you want to bring it, you want to provide it. Heck yeah. And that's, that's where it's at. I mean, it's a, another principle is gifting. So this is a gifting economy. Yeah. So you bring, you bring enough for yourself, but you bring enough for others too. And so we had communal dinners, um, you know, maybe not every night, but every, everybody was sharing and, um, you know, being a part of it together. Jessica, is this your first Burning Man this year? Yeah, it was my very first. And did you go because there was a 50K there and you're kind of like, hey, listen, let me combine this interesting festival out in in the desert with something I love doing? Yeah, well, actually, so this, I guess, this last year, um, living in Colorado, I got to know a lot of people that are you know, in and around the Burning Man community, but none of them were runners. Um, and then I learned that there was this 50K there and I already had felt kind of inspired to go. I'm really curious, right? I like new experiences yeah. and I wasn't quite sure what it was. You know, I think I knew it was more than a hippie orgy. <laughs> um, but I understand that that's what a lot of people do think it is. And just to be clear, that they do have an orgy dome at Burning Man. So if you do want to get involved with orgies, there's definitely plenty of them there. But um, also, you know, I, so I felt called. Wait, wait. I felt this is the this. first. This is the first ultra ever that takes place near an orgy dome is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Certainly. Well, and, and exactly. We'll, we'll I'm going to be blushing the talk. entire, I'll be blushing the entire episode. So it's good. We're on video so people can catch how red my face is right now. Uh, <laughs> talking yeah. about this, but continue Jess. Yes. There, there's definitely an orgy dome there. Um, I, there's a lot of people expressing themselves in different ways. And like Andrew said, one of the principles is gifting. And so there's plenty of people that um, have gifts to give themselves. And some of those are sexual in nature. Um, other are just artistic expression. But one of the ways too, that you can, you know, gifting can be considered is, just how you show up right your presence is a gift and like your vibe and your energy and your like stoke to participate the shameless enthusiasm that you might have for running or whatnot that's a gift too and so not only is everybody welcome but it's an expectation that you like bring your full self like don't hesitate like it's a hell yeah um and every different kind of person is out there. I think that's the really big surprise, Ryan, that I had was I thought it was going to be a certain age group of people and certain kind of music and certain kind of thing. But um, there were people there, including in our camp, um, that had young children under five and families. And they weren't just like a bunch of hippies. There were all kinds of different people that had families. There were retired couples out there. There's engineers, there's doctors, there's shopkeepers, there's artists, like every type of person that exists in the regular world, like Burning Man is for you. It's really cool. And I think, you know, along with like, there are no goods and services, there is no money. You can't buy things. Um, 
the other thing that I liked about it is like your phone doesn't work. And in fact, one of the principles is immediacy. You're expected to be present. Yeah. Like with the people that are with you. And so, and plus there just wasn't any service. So I locked my phone up in my tent and there's no cars. It's only riding bikes. And like now you're in this desert that's uninhabitable and there's sometimes naked people everywhere sometimes people in weird costumes but all doing their cool thing and you have to ride your bike over to your friend's house to see if they want to play just like (laughs) when you're a kid and i love it it was just like that like you don't you can't call them up you don't know if they're home or not you ride your bike over and see if they want to go hang out exactly right It sounds like such a removal. Yeah, so amazing. Such a removal from our day-to-day lives of you have to be in contact all the time. I mean, the other day I was just going like, man, could I just shut off the notifications for my work email on my phone? Yeah, because this thing shakes constantly. The best productivity app on your phone is Airplane Mode. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I agree. I agree one hundred percent. I had to stop wearing the Apple Watch. Because I, I, I thought I was having some sort of seizure because my wrist shaked all the time. But it just turned out it was all these notifications constantly being connected. So I just stopped wearing it all together. It does seem like such a neat experience. Um, and that the fact that this was the first year of the 50K, or had they had it before, Andrew? No. Yeah, this was the eleventh uh, or twelfth year. Twelve uh-huh. years of a fifty k at Burning Man. It's called the Pink Lightning fifty k, um, right? Did I get that it's, right? It's the Burning Man Burning Man Ultra Marathon. Gotcha. We, we are Pink Lightning is our camp. Got, our okay, camp so, okay. So it's it's the Burning Man fifty k. Pink Lightning was your the name of your camp. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, how close is the start line to the Orgy Dome? Is it nearby? <laughs> You're asking for a friend? <laughs> <laughs> Jess, you can you might be able to answer. I actually I don't know where the orgy dome is. <laughs> I went to the orgy dome, but they won't let you in by yourself. You have to have a partner. <laughs> okay, now we know the rules of the orgy dome. You know, people are learning some things about there's rules. Okay, there's rules. There's rules this is not anarchy. Listen. This is not anarchy. This is a serious orgy dome. Don't you think you just walk right in here with no rules? There's rules to this orgy dome. Um, I never thought I'd say that sentence out loud. But so, okay. So all those jokes aside, the 50K, what is it about the Burning Man 50K? It sounds like if you're bringing everything, you have to be self-sufficient, then that really means that you have to kind of do the race on your own. Is that the case? No. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, again, anything goes at Burning Man. Burning Man is is what you make it, and there's no time cutoffs, so you can take your your sweet time if you need to. Uh, the way that the the route is, it's basically perimeter of the entire event. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call it the trash fence yeah. out in Deep Playa, and by the time you make it around, that's about seven miles. So there's four basically laps around the entire playa and then you have an out and back to finish um 
the the best part in my opinion this year was the coconuts someone brought out fresh coconuts and set up an aid station and was opening them up and pouring them into little you know basically little cups for us so it was like fantastic it was cool like the 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 actual liquid was cool and it was it was delicious wow so it is it's almost it's it's an official 50k but it's not in a way because there is people can you don't know what you're gonna get there's no website to, right there's no website to say that there's aid stations here here and here and it'll have pedialyte here and tailwind here and all that right well it's, it's an official if it, if it if it's on ultra sign up it's official right okay so <laughs> i guess what i would clarify by that is it is really it's it's not this laid out for you perfect you'll know what to expect adventure because everyone's got to bring their own things in right so they can't say it's going to be x and this amount you're kind of relying on what people bring in with them that year right well no, we, we yes the, yes and no yeah, go ahead i'll try to do a better um, job of the, asking directly so we'll with the multiple people here so that's okay no yes you go the, the requirement of the race your entry fee is mm-hmm. a gallon of water and a snack to share okay so there's snacks to share and you would know there was like two official aid stations at the race that you knew that somebody would at least be there with at least water and the potluck snacks and you knew what the course was but everything else was kind of like trail magic really yeah bingo that's a great way to put it because there were like pop-up aid stations because somebody was running it in someone's camp and they came out to basically put up their own you know i remember it being out by oh like three o'clock there was an aid station out there and i didn't know that that was supposed to be out there i didn't think it was part of uh it wasn't part of our our camp doing it so that was a, a bonus and as a seven mile, you know, I didn't even carry water. I mean, there's no real reason to, to do anything. It's seven miles because by right. the time you can get back to start finish, you can resupply there. And so, it, I mean, it was pretty well supported, even though because that's our, you know, our camp. So we were taking care of everybody and making sure um, everybody had what they needed. But again, yeah, it was it was an official ultra of course shows up on ultra sign up um, it, it, it affects your ultra sign up ranking so that means it is it is <laughs> legit but it's not it's like you, you can't you don't go to a website they break down every step for you like so many races will break down this 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 and this you know exactly what to expect and it seems like too just the fact that you're you're there with no phone and you're li- it, 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 you're disconnecting from your your daily life more so than you do at races. You're not staying in the hotel inn or the you know the the motel six right by the starting line. It's it's a different experience. What is the race experience like of the Burning Man 50K? I'll start with you, Andrew, and then Jessica. You can put your feelings in uh, after Andrew. The, the, the experience of this race. Um, it's. I think a lot of it distills down to the environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, a lot of the races are. What is it? Is it hot? Is it dusty? Where's your climate? I mean, that that for us was. This was in the middle of uh, Black Rock Desert. So, it's it starts at five a.m. It was um you know dark dark when we lined up at five four forty five, four fifty. Uh, the sun wasn't up yet, so it's cool. You had a you had a coat on or, or a jacket. Um, as soon as they let us go, the sun was kind of starting to creep up a little bit around five, five fifteen. 
um, it warmed up a little bit after that, but you're running on pretty solid uh, footing. So it's almost, you could, there was probably some really quick times. I would, I would guess I haven't even looked at the finished results, yeah. but uh, I'd say it's super flat. Uh, people are still out enjoying their evening at 5 a.m. So we're running past, um, you know, sound stages with people still out having a great time. So that was awesome. Just getting pulled along by different music because every camp has, their 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 speakers blaring yeah. and and pumping some beats out there. So to be honest, and there were three hundred plus um, starters. So like this is not small. This is a you know a really large event. It's not like thirty people. Like I think I was fifty fifty to sixty the first year I did it in twenty twelve. So it's grown, and just as the sports grown, it's it's um, it's a big deal. Uh, we'll let Jess pick up where, where yeah. I left off there. But. Jess, because when you told me about this, you tipped me off of this, I really thought it was Bob Hearn, Ray K, and the two of you doing this amongst all these other people going like, who are these weirdos? Like even the, even the, the, the unusual folks of Burning Man would be like, what are they doing? Like, yeah, we're listening. No, they do. They do. It's cool. <laughs> it's kind of cool to see how the Burning Man people think of us because um, – like a lot of people from a race and from the camp had like these hot pink hats or a hot pink t-shirt and you'd be walking around and you could be at like this crazy BDSM bar that, you know, and they're all, you know, kind of far far out there on the alternative lifestyle, but they heard you ran that 50 K and they think you're the most badass person on the playa. (laughs) It's kind of cool. Cause it's great. You know, it's a lot to go to burning man in itself and be in this uninhabitable environment. That is the black, like the desert out there. But then to also like put goggles on and run this 50 K along the trash fence, they they think we're crazy. It's kind of fun. 300, 300 starters of the Burning Man 50K. What is it about Burning Man that is that is so attractive to ultra runners? I'm starting to see the parallels between the communities, but maybe you guys can 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 talk a little bit more about that. Jessica, talk about like why are so many ultra runners being pulled into Burning Man? I think it goes both ways. I think that, you know, for a lot of people, if you talk to Cherry Bomb, the race director, this was their first marathon or 50K. This was their first ultra. There were some experienced runners there, but for some people, like, this is the longest thing they've ever done. And they thought, like, what better place to do that to, like, you know, test their limits than Burning Man, right? Um, I find a lot of parallels in this last year, I, I learned a lot about that with, um, I brought some of my burner friends to come work an aid station with me Yeah. at Coca Dona and they weren't runners, but they were like burner people. And so I was like, Hey, do you guys want to go into the desert and make grilled cheese sandwiches and cinnamon rolls for these people running 250 miles? And then we'll like, you know, give them pep talks and massages. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, Jess, this is what Burning Man is. <laughs> I had no idea but it is it's like Burning Man is almost like um, thousands of themed aid stations at the coolest trail races um, that is like what Burning Man is it's all different camps next to each other and the camps are a lot like an aid station and because it's a gifting economy one of those camps might be making grilled cheese at midnight one of those camps might be giving out electrolytes and vodka 
um maybe they have a yoga class like it could be all kinds of things there was a roller skating camp you know but it, it's like that like burning man is giant theme aid stations gifting things all that the time. is so neat so essentially what you're saying is ultra running is burning man minus the orgy dome that's it that's it well, depends on what race you go to. <laughs> wow. So so the community, it seems like it's a super easy transition between the alternating community and, and the Burning Man community. And this 50K just makes perfect sense to celebrate it celebrates who you are and it's and, and i'm getting the vibe of burning man again all i have to base it on is what i've seen in the news and that picture of my cousin's boyfriend that i can never unsee um so but it does it does really seem like a place where you're almost encouraged to embrace your full self to remove the masks that well jo- as joseph campbell would say the masks that we put on ourselves in society to navigate society the masks we wear when we go to work the masks we wear when we interact with our neighbors those things it's almost like burning man is a removal of all of those masks much like uh ultra running can be this this experiment in expression of your true self we go with you we'll go with your dog we're going with red dog did did i, did I sum that up right man i i would say you did a very well yeah very well uh, justice of, of of what you can do when you get out there again you're you're outside of society's norms and you know you're just you're able to be free and be expression you know live life how you would like to live the week how you would like to and uh and that's the thing just to to to, to piggyback a little bit i do think that burners are you know life livers and experience seekers and so a 50k is almost just a dare and if you're a burner you're fairly (laughs) you're willing to uh to roll the dice and see hey look can i do that just like anybody does when they go and sign up for their first marathon or half marathon or or 50k so it's it's uh it's just out there for people to say can i do that and again i think when you go you're looking at that orgy dome and you say can i do that yeah like i don't know maybe you should try it maybe that'll maybe it's something you might like but you don't know until you until you have it available sitting right there in front of you and uh that's what it is you everybody's accepted everybody's welcome so it's it's pretty awesome Next year, you're making the grilled cheese dome. That's what's going to be your thing. Your contribution to Burning Man is going to be the giant grilled cheese dome. Um, Jessica, being your first year at Burning Man, was it difficult to exist in a space where you are encouraged to just be 100% authentically you? No, not at all. Well, that's an easy way to answer the question. I was expecting more. I'm sorry. I was expecting you to go, no, of course, no. Well, and to, and to run a 50K in that environment so far removed, what was it like for you? You've done a lot of races. You've been in the ultra community. You've got, you know, you're the incredible magazine. You've done so much for the sport, you know, even working behind the scenes for uh, companies that try to appeal to to our sport. What was it like for you running this 50k in that environment well i want to say that i didn't run it like it does any other race um 
I let myself go to where I was interested in. And so I messed around quite a bit. I stopped at the trash fence to take pictures of the sunrise. I stopped to do a, a handstand. Uh, I stopped to listen. There was a man playing a saxophone um, on the edge of the, the trash fence by the desert, um, like serenading the sunrise. Um, I stopped and played on the swings and like swung really high and jumped off and like felt the air underneath me. Um, I stopped and danced with strangers. Um, you know, I check things out there, you know, like I just let myself explore and that was amazing. And then the final loop, somebody volunteered to basically be my pacer. They wanted to run the last lap with me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a person who likes to do everything by myself all the time. And so it was kind of nice to say yes and to explore what that felt like to have somebody come run with me on a thing like, I don't need somebody to run a seven mile loop with me, but they wanted to. And so to take them with me and then we got stuck in a big dust storm and I couldn't see anything except for just my feet. I couldn't even tell where the sun was. It was just a pure whiteout for like half an hour. I got lost in the desert. Um, and then, you know, resurfaced and there was a pop-up aid station with people dressed as construction workers and they had like air, like a uh, automobile detailing equipment, like buffers and stuff. And they were there like buffing your body. They buffed my butt. Um, <laughs> it was amazing. It was fantastic. They had uh, jigsaws rigged up with, uh, you know, like a golf ball on the end, kind of like a Theragun or something. And so they were like, just everybody, there was probably eight of them just going to town on, on every all runner there. And, yeah, it, it was awesome. Hard hats and everything, like stop. And you're like, okay. And then they all come and attack you. Like it, it, that was legendary for sure. That is so, Jessica, you talking about this and even though in the ultra running community, again, we're talking about those parallels between ultra running and, and Burning Man, we, we accept in the ultra running community. We are a community of people that will welcome you how you are. We're going to want you to get to the space. You know, people of different ideologies, different beliefs, different backgrounds, different everything don't care at the start line. They don't. They don't celebrate their differences. They celebrate their what, what brings them to that starting line, right? But you are still in a race, and the expectation is to get from point A to point B as fast as you possibly can because in a race, you are rewarded for getting to point from point A to point B as fast as you possibly can. But for you to just indulge every whim you have during a race... And just go like, I don't even care how long it's going to, because there is no time. There is no, there is no cutoff time. I can take as long as I want to get this done. Um, that had to be such a freeing and different experience than any race experience you've had before. Yeah, absolutely. It was amazing. I think I ran like a seven hour flat 50K. <laughs> so like, <laughs> um, I was just all over the place and they did. I got to stop in and like, let my like indulge my curiosities and talk to people and connect with people and yeah like i didn't have to worry about the clock like so not only was i free of money and free of uh you know all these different things i was free of the clock too which is really cool yeah to be free of the clock because the clock does not matter in the grand scheme of things andrew for you 
Um, I saw a little bit of your history. You've been doing ultra marathons. You run quite a few, but the Burning Man race is different. You are there is there is no expectation to get from point A to point B as fast as you possibly can. You can kind of live in the moment and indulge those things. If you want to stop and listen to a guy play the saxophone for five minutes, great. What was your experience and 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 how is that for you to run a race that is really not a race? It's more of a a more full expression of a hobby you have. <laughs> yeah, it's a journey. Though my my experience was cool because I actually ran with another campmate who hasn't run a mile since last year's ultra. So she just does just ran last year's ultra and so she's like well I'll, I'll do it this year and so what was neat is that you know we just started out and had the same similar pace you know just jogging and, and really taking our time and enjoying it and then um by the time we we got around once it's like cool we got around twice then we're like still in the same pace and there was no expectation for me to stay with her or anything like right. that but i was like hey look i'm just taking my time and enjoying and so by the third the third loop was great because we there are some trampolines usually out on the esplanade so you kind of jump for a little bit and kind of just take a moment and uh there was a uh cafe du monde <laughs> uh basically a chicory coffee shop so we stopped there and had some coffee um the fourth loop was fun because we were both our feet were kind of like oh man my feet are kind of they're fine they're kind of like sore they're kind of achy around you know mile 20 22 20 yeah. 23 so our, our plan was to put on our sandals uh for the fourth loop and then actually do the fourth loop backwards so we could see all of the people you know because if you're all going clockwise you don't get a chance to see anybody so we were like well that makes perfect sense and so on that one, we went, we went reverse and stayed together. And so then she, she, she revealed that she wanted to beat last year's time. So we, we did have a time actually goal by that time, yeah. you know, at first yeah. it was nothing. And then that came out like, that was like, okay, we could do this. And so that actually for, for me and her, it was a, we changed it up and it was something that we wanted to try to get to and finish. So, you know, it was encouraging or she was really appreciative. I didn't even realize how much that she wanted, uh, you know, a companion to kind of like run with pace or whatever. Um, and then on the last one on the trash fence is what holds basically it's a, it's a construction fence. So it, it holds a lot of trash that gets blown out on accident. Yeah. So on that route, I found a trash bag right on the trash fence and just started putting all the cans that were happened to blow out there. So, you know, you just do, you do what you can while you're out there and pick up some trash, leave no trace. It's a super, you know, a great principle and a great, um, you know, obviously a great motto. So that's, that's something that was, was neat to, to, to come back with a full bag of trash and, and, uh, you know, knock it out. And then we came in, I think she beat her time last year by 20 minutes or something. So, you know, our, our experience was similar, but we, we got to see everybody and they're like, you're running the wrong way. And we're like, no, we're not. Right. There isn't a wrong way. Sorry. There's not, this is Bernie man. There's not a, there's not a wrong way uh, to this at all. Exactly. Cause yeah, if you tried that at a regular race, the race director would be losing his mind. Like, oh, this is going to count. You know, all of a sudden ultra sign up is disqualifying you and your score goes down and all that. What is something that that ultra marathons could take from Burning Man and the Burning Man 50K and maybe incorporate into those everyday regular races that would be beneficial? I'll start with you, Jess. 
Um, I think just simply, like, I think the potluck idea, and some, there's some badasses out there that do it, but yeah. everybody could just bring stuff to share. I think that would make everything easier. I'm, I like grassroots old school races anyway. Yeah. Kind of like a potluck anyway, but I think that, bring some water, bring something to share. It's, you know, I thought that was pretty cool. I think we could do more of that. Yeah. What about you, Andrew? That's a kind of a tough question. I think uh, Burning Man is a set of its 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 itself, um, but potentially costumes or you know incorporating some more fun. Um, potentially no cutoffs. I mean that sounds ridiculous in a way, but right. maybe if you know or and potentially for like a fifty k, if you put it on with a with a hundred mile weekend or something like that, you could say there's no cutoffs for this, and then that might be more approachable for somebody that's you know wanting to get in and and try to do one, but they're intimidated because they're not going to be fast. And if they just cover it walking and jogging, I mean, I think that that would be an amazing thing for them. I think that's what helps a lot of people realize that it's you know oh I can I can take all day or I can come back you know I can I can take a rest or something that they weren't used to but. That yeah. one's a hard one. That's hard to say. What can you incorporate from Burning Man? <laughs> that won't get you arrested. <laughs> or, or get another, you lose your permit. <laughs> with, the, with the timing thing, another thing that was kind of cool about it was there's people that decided like halfway through the race that they wanted to try it and they could just start because of the timing thing, right? Well, so, so that was cool. Yeah, so saw you, us running and yeah. they decided to run when they saw us, yeah. That's, just join in and whatever. Yeah, that's really kind of cool. Like remove some of the some of the rules. I like this. So yeah. far, I'm not uncomfortable. I am not blushing nearly as much as I thought I would be at this point in the discussion. Now that could very well. You haven't heard about the Odyssey yet. Well, that's that's what I was going to say. Um, I, I may I may have to um, save up all that blushing for now because if you are very sensitive, if you are a person who uh, much like me, a self-described prude, you might be like, you know what? I'm done with the Adventure Jogger episode about Burning Man at this point because it's just not for you, and that's okay. Embrace your inner prude. It's okay. I, on the other hand, am going to bust through the prudeness. I am going to uh, embrace my inner burner, and I want to d- d- discuss this thing called the Odyssey. Um... This is definitely uh, not the kid-friendly part of the episode, but there might have been kids, you know, they're kids at Burning Man, so I'm going to leave that up to you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Odyssey section of the Adventure Jogger on Burning Man. Uh, Andrew, can you please tell me what this thing called the Odyssey is? I will still, I will try to explain it. It is still... um hurts my head to think about what I've done to myself at Burning Man doing the Odyssey. So um, my first time to learn about the Odyssey was last year. And it is a, it's an event that has four activities. And these activities are matched up with four quantities. So let me go through the activities. It's miles, beers drinking, miles run, beers drinking, donuts eaten, and orgasms achieved. Okay. <laughs> so yes, so those are the four activities and they need to match with four quantities. So you're ready okay. for the quantities. It's All right. six, twelve, eighteen, and twenty-four. It's up to the user to do, to match those and you have twenty-four hours to complete the challenge. Six, twelve, eighteen, and twenty-four. And you're and you have to do miles, beers, donuts, and 
you know. Orgasm. Orgasm. Yes, oh, you have to yes. achieve an orgasm. How in the hell? 24 hours. So you get to decide. I'm going to guess. Your, can I guess your order? Andrew, you tell please, me if I'm wrong. Please. Okay. I'm going to guess uh, the, the O is six. I'm going to guess <laughs> the beer is 12. I'm going to guess the donuts is 18 and the miles is 24. Very close. Very close. Oh! Yeah. 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 You're right on the money with the O's and the <laughs> miles, but I switched them and did 18 beers and 12 donuts. Oh, <laughs> whoa, God. So did you did you break it up into into chunks or did you like try to knock out? Well, I guess you couldn't. I'm not going to speak for you, Andrew, but... <laughs> that I'm just gonna say, if you, if you started with one and you know that sort of thing, it would would 24 hours would not be long enough because I need a sandwich. Um, but <laughs> but <laughs> um, how how did you approach approach the race? Yes, so I mentioned last year I had the an intro into this, and so it I last year I I failed I failed miserably just because I didn't know. I didn't know how to go about it. And so as with everything, so I DNF'd. Um, you DNF'd as the every, Odyssey. Every, as every DNF, you learn what you did and what you should probably, you know, do next time. Um, so the approach was was easy. There, that day we actually had a 5K. Oh, wait. We had a 5K that day and we had a beer mile that day. Oh, nice. So the Odyssey kicks off at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. sharp. Yeah. And then we had the 5K at 9.30. So everybody's buzzing like this is the ooh okay this is the big day for this odyssey and and last year we probably had 6 to 8 people attempt it yeah. with one finisher okay this year we probably had 20 to 25 start it um which was impressive so this is it's starting to get more buzz uh <laughs> about it um but I go ahead to get to the get to the point here so um, I had a 5K coming up at 9:30, yeah. so they pull out. We, we Jess actually was kind enough to get the donuts. So she stopped at Whole Foods. We get a vegan um, cake donut, basically in yeah. three different flavors. Yeah, uh, because they can hold longer. So when she arrived on uh, Sunday, you know they're sitting up for five days, basically until yeah. Thursday. So everybody, of course, it's morning, so you need to eat a couple donuts. Uh, obviously, you got to wash it down with a couple beers, and then. So I'm already, you know, tallying too. And we have a big dry erase board with everybody's name. And then you can go over there and you tally up the number as soon as you achieve what, you know, whatever you, you do there. So it was, again, Thursday morning was a, was a buzz. And, and uh, you know, the, uh, we, uh, there's, there's some kids around there. So we just put a heart as the, the O would be <laughs> where the heart was. And so some kids were like uh so what's the what's the heart we're like it's a hug like, oh okay oh well you, you you got a hug huh like yeah I yes i hug, did <laughs> it's the same kind of hug your parents had nine months before you were born <laughs> a long embracing hug yes exactly <laughs> So, so the strategy. How many finishers did did we ha- did we have this year of the Odyssey? We we had four. 
we had a, a freaking career high of four finishers. They were three males and one female. Okay. Uh, do you get like a amazing? Do you get like a belt buckle shaped like the the orgy dome or something if you finish this? Um, uh, Connor, our race director, he he uh, he designed just a simple trophy. I think it had a horse's ass on it, but it was basically. A, so he made he only made three of them, so he wasn't very hopeful that we would have too many finishers. So um, he he was a finisher, I was a finisher, and then we had two from another camp that uh, that finished. So they took those two home, and then we gave last year's only finisher the third one. I, I passed. I, I I live in my van, so I don't have enough room. You for, got room for that in the horse, van. Horse horse's ass tr- <laughs> trophies. So <laughs> I room for one horse's ass in this van. That's me. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> so you have to pace yourself. You have to figure this out. I guess it makes sense. You really can't. I'm sure somebody's tried. Like I'm going to knock out one at a time, and that really doesn't make sense because you can't. You just can't knock out one at a time so you spread the miles out do a 5k here beer mile there you know 10k there couple of donuts here couple of beers there a tender embrace here you know (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly so essentially you know uh as an ultra runner uh i'm a i'm a hash house harrier uh a member if you will too if you know anything about the hashers uh, beer drinking running group mm-hmm. so you know when you're running it's the, the greatest uh i don't know fuel to have a donut to have a beer so you kind of can stay stay sober you can stay not full not over full not not really dying there the the, the tender embrace was <laughs> that was the hardest hardest part for sure and so at nine oh nine ten, I went ahead and took care of one to get that out of the way, and it was it was great just to get it behind me and and have some time to recover. Um, but Connor, our our friend, he he must have been too busy as the race director, and he didn't get a chance. So after even after the five k, he's already had two or three beers, two or three donuts, and he hadn't had a tender embrace, a warm warm hug. And so we're like, I'm like, dude, you don't, you don't, the, the assignment is to take this out now. And, and so, um, on our, on our next run, we kind of just started running around. We went to the airport. So at Burning Man, there's actually a, a, a live working airport. People fly in and, and leave. Um, he had to take care of business in a, uh, in a porta potty. So <laughs> while, while we waited outside for him, <laughs> <laughs> so um and there's no cell service so you hopefully you had some you know i don't know what you need to get to that point but some content or something so it was um it it was very interesting but yeah the the run was and it's just another tour on foot right instead of taking your bike out we just we ran around the playa we looked at different things we, you know, it's just, you, it, it's, it's a great thing just to go out there and explore. I mean, again, like Jess said, you're a kid out there just, you know, looking for friends and looking for things to do and swings to swing on, trampolines to jump on, things to climb. So, I mean, we just went out there and had another day, you know, just sort of doing doing what you would do. But this time it, it, it included uh, beers and donuts. Um, 
They really need to up that gentleman's ultra sign-up ranking if he was able to make that happen in a porta potty with his friends waiting outside. Talk about performance anxiety. How in the heck did you make that happen? Seriously. I'm going to call the guys at ultra sign-up and say, listen, this guy's stats need to go up. I don't know how you're, how ultra sign-up is scoring the Odyssey, but I need to talk to them about making sure this gentleman's score is just slightly higher than anybody else's. What did it feel like, Andrew, to finish after DNFing last year for this year to finish the the Odyssey, this strange ultra marathon? Um, honestly, it was bittersweet. Um, I hated myself for a little while, but you know, you, you pick yourself back up after uh, you know a couple <laughs> successful hugs, but. Uh, you wonder what you're doing with your life, and uh, is that really, really how I wanted to spend all of Thursday and, and into Friday morning? But uh, no, it, it was great. It, I was uh, technically the first finisher, and and, and Connor and I, were, you know, were we're teammates, so we ran all the miles together except point nine, and so we went to sleep knowing we had point nine. It was perfect because I was like. It's great. So we'll just finish together. So yeah. no one, no, there's not a champion. There's not right, a second right. place. And and I come out of the out of my van after uh, finishing all the hugs in the morning because you had to you had to I had to space them out over the evening. Just you know, woke up at, at two a.m. the the deep bass woke me up and I said, all right, this is perfect timing. <laughs> and um, I get out. I'm like, how you doing, Connor? He's like, just got one more to go. I'll be out in a little bit. I was like, cool. Well, I'm gonna go tally mine up and knock it off. And I get, I go out to the, our living room and and they're like, hey, did you finish? And I'm like, yep, I finished the hugs. And uh, I'm just waiting for Connor so we can go do the point nine and finish together. And they go, oh no, Connor already ran his point nine at like six a.m. this morning. And I was like what that son of a it's, gun exactly i said oh hell no nah. so i think i was wearing like hoka slides or just some like flip-flops and i uh literally sprinted uh i knew where our beer mile turnaround was so i knew what a quarter mile was so yeah. i just was like boom and by the time i got my garmin gps up i was already done two bat out backs and so I had 0.4 left. And so I just literally did like a, a couple little circles around there. And I was like, done. But yeah, I, I couldn't believe how shysty he was that he was going to go knock out his 0.9 and, and take the victory. So <laughs> <laughs> by the way, he assured me. He assured me that he was just, you know, getting it done so that he could, he made sure that he had enough time to finish all of his, uh, you know, tender embraces. But uh, <laughs> I swear I was like that ass. Son of a <laughs> That <bitch>. horse's ass. <laughs> you deserve the trophy, you horse's ass. Um, this is probably the only time any activity you're involved in as a man where you want that involve tender embraces where you want to finish first. Like, this is like, like, like seriously, like, like, do you want to leave the van early and be like, that boy, that didn't take long. You're like, oh, it did. I, I, I probably, did you not stop your Garmin? It's, it's very, yeah. Good, good Lord. There's so many more jokes we made. Jess, um, did, I've, I've, my mom told me to never ask a woman if she participated in the Odyssey, but for the sake of, of this podcast, were you one of the 20 starters of the Odyssey? 
I was, and I was happy to DNF that thing. So, so you didn't even you didn't even finish once. Zing. Just kidding. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> That's it at all. And I and I and of course I had a hash mark in every category on that board, but I was so happy to be over that. It was so horrible. What was the worst part of the Odyssey for you? I, I again I will never ask a woman her order of the Odyssey and if she participated, but since you offered, what was the worst part of the Odyssey for you? Well, I, see, I had the strategy all wrong. Like Andrew was saying, I think next year I could go in with like some idea of how to do it. But the timing of the whole event, we had the 50K on a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I think, and then what? You know, you, you go out, you like Wednesday, I was rested up. I went out and I went dancing all night long. Yeah. Um, came home well after sunrise. And I slept for 45 minutes. Woke up and started the odyssey so i started very late i showed up to the odyssey meeting in my pajamas and a cup of coffee everybody ran off then i went and got dressed so it was a late start and so i pounded two beers ate two i realized now they're five day old donuts (laughs) like they're bad enough because they're vegan they're like all coconut oil they're so heavy like a gut bomb Another like stale as shit too. So this old, gross, stale donut. I like pounded two of those donuts, put on my little run outfit, and then went going off into like blazing sunlight in the desert, like beating down on me with like sand blowing in my face and all this. And I don't know. I was thinking, like questioning some choices that I had made in my life. Um, I did leave my tent checking off a warm embrace. Um, I did bring some of my charged assistant tools with me. Oh, she came prepared. I was running around the black or burning man with a like a shiny fanny pack with vibrators in it. And running around in the desert and then I ended up I don't know, like I went to a spa I went to a counseling. I don't. I ended up crying with all these women at the Sacred Heart place, uh, asking them for help. On, it, like, I don't know. It got weird for me. Um, I took a nap in somebody else's like tent, and then I ended up coming back home. I sat there contemplating the choice of DNFing or not, and then. Um, I think one look at these guys, they were so dusty and like, um, they looked like they had been through some kind of apocalypse war with donuts. And I gladly turned in the towel and decided to quit because I didn't want to be sick the entire time. And then having to worry about warm embraces at the porta potty, like while traveling, it just seems like a really bad idea. You know, other race reports have involved stale donuts. That's not unusual. You could probably Google ultra marathon race report stale donuts and you would get a bunch of results in that. But I can say beyond a reasonable doubt that no other podcast about running and no other race report has featured a sparkly silver fanny pack full of vibrators and crying with a group of women. (laughs) Yep. Your move, Trail yep. Runner Nation. Your move. 
Wow. Um, I am missing my fanny pack, too. Well, someone's getting a lot of use out of that. They figured you were crying. They're like, why would she need it? She's crying. She doesn't need this anymore. Somebody is lost and found. (laughs) (laughs) I'm calling this episode the Burning Man 50K, a.k.a. the Tender Embrace. What? There's elect- electrolytes, hot sauce, and vibrators. Wait, wait. Hot sauce? Why is there hot sauce in there? Oh, right, because I carry hot sauce everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the final question. Holy cow. Uh, go back next year, of course. Um, Andrew, you are one of the few finishers of the Odyssey. Do you go back and do you do you just kind of enjoy it like a Barkley finisher and just watch other people try and whatever? Or do you go back like a Barkley finisher and have to prove you got to find those books in the porta potty? <laughs> do, you, do you try it again? <laughs> Um, I, I, I instantly swore off I would never do that again. But as as ultra marathoner, like through and through, you just go, well, maybe I don't want to get left out. And no, I don't know, to be honest, it's TBD. I'm, I'm still like disgusted at myself and, uh, you know, I'm proud, but still like it. it ugh. <laughs> T- TBD. I don't have an answer for you. The answer is no right now. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing it. Um. Jess, knowing that someone has your fanny pack of supplies needed to finish the Odyssey, <laughs> are you are you going to try that again next year? Do you have a, a strategy involved, or are you like you know what? Much like someone that got into Barkley that shouldn't have, are you looking at this race and going, "I'm no longer looking for books in the porta potty"? Now, Ryan, we've talked before. My idea was and i've already made it known to the race directors is i think we need to come up with a pink lightning belt buckle and i think that somebody should do all of the running events at pink lightning which is the 50k there's a 5k a beer mile a naked mile and the odyssey and if you can complete all of them you should get a belt buckle and that's what i'll be trying next year all right, that's a big that's a big task. That could be the most challenging ultra ever. I know that people say Tour de Jantz is is probably the toughest, or Barkley's the toughest. No, I think people that have that pink lady or the the pink lightning uh, buckle have proven to be the toughest in all of the world of ultra running. Um, this is eye opening stuff. I I I'll tell you what. I, I didn't know it was going to go this way. I had a feeling it might go this way after seeing that picture of my cousin's boyfriend. But <laughs> this has been an absolutely wild and fun experience. I Thank you so much, guys, for, for sharing in this adventure and letting the rest of the world know that Burning Man is not what you think, but it's also what you think. <laughs> Thanks for having us. It was awesome to talk about it. Thank you.